0: All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 XNO 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, talking sports with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you spending some of your morning here with us, and we've got a lot to talk about, don't we? Uh, BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. Bottom of the hour, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. We will recap the Hawks and send them into their bye week with Scott Dockerman at uh, 1030. we'll go to Vegas, where the books are licking their wounds after the betters got them yesterday in a big, big way. Circa's Mike Palm uh, will join us at 10.50. It's a regular spot for Circa uh, going forward. 11.05, Trent, Bama, and I, Bama Bob, will go around college football, recapping it from a national perspective. And then Michael Swain at 11.35, uh, our final guest of the day. On Iowa State's convincing win over K-State, and now they get set to host. Uh, one of the few unbeaten teams in college football, the Oklahoma State Cowboys, come to town. 2.30 on Fox on Saturday. Hawks have a bye. Uh, NFL was great. The Sunday baseball last night was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. How about those Bravos? 2-zip on the, on the Dodgers. Dodgers now plus money to win that series. That's a little
2: tempting, but uh, nonetheless, so much to... To do Trent in so little time. How are you? I'm doing well. It was uh, a crappy weekend for me as it pertains to the teams that I cheer for. Of course, the Hawks and Bears. Get Likewise,
0: me. yeah, it was not the a Jets pretty one. Goes down in flames.
2: But last night, that was fun. The baseball that, or the football? Both. It just got me kind of reinvigorated. I, I was a little crabby, a little pissy, mm-hmm. and that was the one. That oh yeah, I do like sports. <laughs> and those are the reasons. For no, it. Last night was terrific. So help me out on the. I, did, I watched more of the Vikings than I did the Bears. We'll <laughs> get to Iowa State and Iowa in a second
0: here. Um, early in the football game, Justin Fields throws the ball. I, he thought it was a free play. Do you know what I'm referring to? He got yeah, picked yeah. off early in the football yep. game.
2: Did the Packers not jump? It looked like they did. Certainly initially, too. So when the play happens, oh, free play. That's what I thought. Because but he thought, obviously. There was movement with the defensive lineman for Green Bay. And when they went back and showed it and slowed it down, he did move. And it looked like he moved early. I don't think he passed the he line. wasn't in scrimmage. the neutral
0: zone at all. Huh?
2: And I'm wondering. Now, I played quarterback in 7th and 8th grade. A little bit different here than the NFL. Tad, tad. But when those free plays happen, and Aaron Rodgers is as good at anybody, yep. do they take the look to make sure that the ref threw the flight, though? We have to. You would think so, right? right. And is that just a learning process thing for Fields? That I think it is. Yeah, you have to know for mm-hmm. sure if you're going to throw one of those up. Because I thought the same thing in live action. Oh yeah, he's across, free play. Mm-hmm. And then when they slowed it down, I didn't think he was across. It mm-hmm. was really close. And it feels like maybe more times than not, a flag usually does come out in that situation where the movement is early, even if they don't cross the it. Judge held his water. So Justin Fields, go back, figure it out. Yeah. Because we got another 12 years, 15 years, hopefully. Of years. And you're very, uh, you're very fortunate for that because the kid's going to be good. So yes.
0: let's get to the good before we do the bad. And the good was clearly Iowa State, oh, who seemingly were um, – I, I thought I said all the week, it's a crossroads, right? Mm-hmm. Which way is the season going to go? Trent, that's the best I've ever seen Brock Purdy play. Pretty high praise. I mean, yeah, he's absolutely. been a really good quarterback. He's got all the records. I mean, what is it, 29? And I thought that was his best game as a Cyclone. In the particular, the pass he threw to Shaw mm-hmm. after that 10-minute drive to start the second. Boy, that's just got to be, if you're a Wildcat, that, oh my God, how do you overcome that? Um, Scott or Thompson tried. But that pass to Shaw in the end zone for the touchdown. And Charlie Kohler, he's just automatic on third down. Pretty completing, uh, extending drives one time after another. Trent Bruce Hall. What can you say, uh, jo- jo- Joel? No, Joel. What's Noel? Noel.
2: Noel. Null. Jalen Noel. Get his name right. Noel, not Noel. Noel. It's null in the pronunciation. Guide. Null. N u l l is how it says it in the pronunciation. Jalen guide. Null. Yes. Um, He's good. He emerged. Yeah. Another They've guy from down in that area, huh? Oof. Uh, Those Kansas City, well, Wichita guys with Brees right, Hall. How did they get out of town? Well, the Jayhawks, are a big reason, big
0: part of it, Jayhawk football. Uh, can't get wait, wait to get away from it fast enough. But all of a sudden now, this game Saturday afternoon, Fox mm-hmm. picked it up, 2.30, middle of the afternoon. And as you will see, as you look ahead, folks, it is an awful week of college football. Yes. Uh, and here's one little nugget here for you. Be prepared for this. If you like to, you know, if you're getting clobbered early in the day, I eh, got all day to get it back. No, you don't. The late games kick at six thirty on Saturday. There's
2: no Pac-12 after. There's dark. nothing that kicks after six thirty. Well, we have one thing, and that's the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors at eleven o'clock. Okay, <laughs> so we're <laughs> so looking to get man, right, but it's not a deep slate. There's no well, there's Arizona nothing. State, Utah, like we had this week, which was fun. Of course, the old Miss Tennessee game—that's a whole other story—went late into the evening. Is it
0: time to revisit the alcohol at stadiums? No. No? No. You, you need it to be a little bit
2: worse than what you witnessed? Well, you think that that wouldn't have happened without that? Well, what would they achieve? They were well disani.
0: lubricated. Was now, here's the other thing about that. Who in their right mind, you know what? I better take this golf ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just in case. Just in case. You never know when you're going to need to chuck a golf ball at a coach. I mean, come on! Um, and there was th- there was beer thrown onto the field at Kinnick Stadium, and made one for one of the most incredible pictures. Yes, of that uh, offensive lineman was he uh, D line or O line? O line, big sixty nine. yeah. sixty nine. He deserved it. The, he really did. The, the Purdue entire, offensive line, yeah. The entire offensive line deserved uh, this. Buds for them. Yes, uh, that was unreal. But let's go back to Iowa State yeah. before we before we move on to uh, to Iowa, and I you know, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I, I like I as Trent. I was incredibly impressed by this performance out of this group. I thought Mike Rose had his best game of the year by a mile. Ishim Young was all over the football game. Our, uh, McDonald, a cornerback, 27. Not Will McDonald, who mm-hmm. jumps out seemingly every time they play a little defense. But Craig McDonald, a freshman from Minneapolis, 6'3".
2: A corner or a safety of that size? It looks like Matt Campbell has a type when it comes to cornerback. With T.J. Tamp on one side and Same type as I like, by the way. Good for you, (laughs) uh,
0: Matt Campbell. Get some length of these guys. But this kid was terrific. Again, didn't know... We'd seen them beat Kansas, we'd seen them beat UNLV, struggle to beat UNI, and the two teams with the pulse got them. They kicked you-know-what on Saturday night. I was incredibly impressed.
2: And an offensive line this year that has been maligned. Mm -hmm. And they put a new left tackle in, Hufford. Yes. They played certainly their best game of the year. Uh I I think top to bottom, both run blocking and pass blocking, because there's been one of the two, it's felt like, most times. yeah. But it hasn't felt like they've had both of them. And the offensive line played at an incredibly high level. I, I think that's a big beast. Downing played at a really, really high level. I thought he was just road grating out there. And Brees Hall get up behind him. Mm. And away he goes at the first play. And they're just off and running. <laughs> really? And and with that, it were you ever concerned? I know the ghosts of Kansas State lived in... What, after they got it to 31-20? Is that what it was? was,
0: Yeah, I think it was 31-20, and K-State outscored them in the fourth quarter. I mean, if you're picking nits, that would be the only thing that Haycock's defense gave up a couple of touchdowns in the second half. But how can he get... You can't. I mean, this was almost a flawless performance. On the road. On the road. A place you haven't won since 2004, Campbell's only stadium he had never won at in the Big
2: 12. And he won in a big-time way. He Mm -hmm. was... It was domination. Mm-hmm. And now you look forward with this team. Like you said last week, it just it wasn't, we didn't know them. We right. just didn't know what this team was. And now, you look at the remaining schedule. Who scares you? Oklahoma they got a quarterback. You Iowa know, State's just, played pretty well against the Sooners now over the last yeah, five years. Tr-
0: that's true. That's true. And it's good to, It's it's good that f- Oklahoma finally found a quarterback.
2: Yeah, and boy. It's been such it's a struggle. It's been such a struggle to find somebody to play quarterback at that school. My God, is he good. Yes, Caleb Williams. Holy crap. And you see, uh, I saw there was one book out there. Of course, we can't bet Heisman here in our state, but one that uh, still had him at 50-1 to 1 after Saturday's performance. Huh. Hadn't taken it down yet. And really, a, a gambling podcast I listened to said, "Yeah, we snapped that one right up." Can you imagine a guy that didn't play till basically halfway through the year mm-hmm. was going to win the Heisman Trophy? Well, who else is right? There isn't a whole lot of people there. No, the big nose tackle from Georgia, right? I mean, Who's really good, but right. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah.
0: Um, anyways, a huge performance out of Iowa State. Cannot wait. Uh, for this game on Saturday, we'll talk a lot about it uh, leading up to Saturday. Now, conversely, on the other side of the state, Trent, here's my big take on my overall thing, and it was an awful game. I mean, it was just an awful game. Um, but if we, if we were to pull Hawk fans, July, August, mm-hmm. you go into the buy. would you sign for six and one? Who wouldn't have? Right. Very, very few. No, I don't think. I don't think even the you know the most card carrying member of Hawkeye Nation. The sickest of the sick, right? Would say this team's going to be unbeaten. We're six and one. You're
2: happy with that? You got to be. But the way that it played out, and who it played out to, right? Right. Yeah. Now it shouldn't come as a surprise. Well, I tried to, to you. Say, I tried to say all week, and this was a concerning matchup, and for a couple of different reasons. Starting with Brown. I mean, just he is kryptonite to Ferentz and uh-huh. Phil Parker. Uh-huh. He does exactly what they try to negate. They find whatever it is that you can't do, and they're going to exploit it. Time and, picked and time picked on out. Terry Roberts. They did. Mm-hmm. They picked on Matt Hankins, who had one of his worst games as well. Yeah, Hawkeye. and got hurt and, and came back in and wasn't the same. Well, he was getting beat before. He that, was. Yep. Yeah. David Bell, David Bell, mm. David Bell. Mm. They just continually went mm-hmm. to him. And listening to Braum after the game, he was surprised. Iowa didn't do a whole lot differently. They basically did what mm. Iowa defense does. And this is the problem with this matchup. And overall, this is a problem against teams like Purdue. Like Northwestern, the teams that are going to do what they do, and it works very well against Iowa. Because Iowa doesn't adjust very well. They don't make those major adjustments that are necessary. And you saw it play out in that way. Defensive line couldn't get pressure. No. That was a concern all yep. summer long. Yep. Where's the pressure going to mm-hmm. come from? They try to do things. They brought Campbell a bunch of times. They brought Benson a bunch of times. They brought guys they from the outside. And couldn't get home. So, so let me let me stop you
0: first, just for a second. So, going into the week, were, were you aware that Purdue had one of the best lines that I would see, offensive line at this point? I, I don't remember it being a big talker, but man, they—I mean, they must.
2: Or well, just... it really wasn't. It wasn't ranked that way. It wasn't something that graded out at a high level, anything like that. Mm-hmm. The other thing was that this team has a real defense, and that was a well, change Carl from Laptis the past. is a difference maker. He was, and you look at the numbers. He had a tackle in the game. But if you, if you just look at the stats right. and didn't watch the game. Oh, he had a bad day. He impacted the game yeah. in so many different ways. But no, are, you, are you kidding me? He only had one tackle? One tackle. I didn't realize yeah. that. He had three pressures. Had a sack. But, yeah, oh. one solo wow. tackle is what he had. But he was all over the place. There were times, though, that the protection scheme, they are moving away from him. They were leaving it. What, what were they doing there? And that comes back to trying to scheme together a game plan that makes a whole lot of sense. Purdue, what do they do? We're going to get our best players in the best place, and we're going to win a football game that way. We're going to have our five-star first-round draft pick in Karloftis, mm-hmm. and we're going to have him make plays, and David Bell's going to do the same. We're going to put our guys in a spot. It's 17-7. It's not going well. And you go away from Goodson. Mm-hmm. You put it in the hands of Spencer Petras. Behind that offensive line. That can't block to save their the lives. life of them. No, they can't. Just, and the tackles are brutal. The tackles are awful. Yeah.
0: The tackles are really bad.
2: The interior is Okay. Lindenbaum's obviously excellent. Yeah. And shooter's good. He's, a, yeah, he's, he's above average. He's good, right. He's a B minus B. Right. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Justin Britt struggled. Yeah. He was bad mightily. when he was in there. Mightily. Connor Colby almost didn't play. Mm-hmm. And you can see he was banged up Rich in the shouldn't season. have. So, and DeYoung was, I think, the worst of the group. What do you do? I By game know. seven, this is normally the time that I was offensive line. Even if it does have those struggles early on, they're rounding into form. It doesn't look like that's going to happen with this group. No, and he still have Wisconsin. Yep, and he still have that defensive line of Minnesota, and he still have Nebraska that does have a defense, regardless of what happened on Saturday. That just that was unbelievable. They did it again to themselves. You still have those teams in front of you. Oh, and by the way, Northwestern, who looks awful yet, it's Northwestern, mm-hmm. and much like Purdue, mm-hmm. you can't just chalk anything up for a W. I was favored in all five games the rest of the year. You confident they're going five and zero? You confident they're going even four and one? I can't get there. Now I'm
0: starting to think this is Outback Bowl, and I hate to say yeah. that. I just I hate to say it because there was so much. Look, they're 6-1. and one. You, Um, th- They still got everything right in front of them, right? They really do. They do, yeah. Just
2: here's a little tip. Find, find, Brian Ferris, find a way to get Keegan Johnson more involved. 17 snaps. Is that all it was? How in God's name, after that first play of the game, after what you've seen this season, how do you play one of your few playmakers 17 snaps in a game that you're trailing basically throughout? Mm-hmm. How? In a team that has as pedestrian a
0: wide receiver group as they've had in some time. And you've got a guy who is a difference maker. Yes. Because we've seen it. Sporadically. Because he's only on the field every now and then.
2: Look, Laporte is your go-to guy. I get that. But get the ball to Keegan Johnson. Yes. Get Arlen Bruce out there more. I agree. The Maryland game, he was dynamic. He was the best receiver that they had. Mm -hmm. Did Tracy catch a pass? I know. He dropped a few. Reganey caught a couple.
0: Yeah. I mean come on these are these are Charlie Jones is the, of that trio I think Jones is the best of that trio of the uh Tracy, Reganey and Jones. I think Jones is the best of the three. And
2: I'd put the two freshmen in front of those I would guys. too. Well the time is now. You have a bye week. Right? You have a chance to get right. You're going Well look play. What, look
0: what Matt Campbell did. This was a different mm-hmm. Iowa State team coming out of their bye week. It was. Take a page. Ferentz, Ferentz, and Parker <laughs> out of uh, I mean you could you can you can make adjustments in the middle of the season. This is the time to do it. Iowa State was a different football team that took the field. Now let's see Iowa be a different football team when they get back in action. Trent, it was so bad that Schudek missed a 25-yard field goal. And
2: just hooked the crap out of it. Right? It terrible. As good as he had been. Oh, my God. And it looked like the wind, and then you saw the Purdue pick kicker miss one. Here's the thing. They lose, and it should have been a lot worse. It could have been. There was a drop pick six. Well, the 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 ball that was the the, the
0: turnovers yeah. they're calling. It's the worst rule in sports, by the way, or one of. Um, and it was the right call. It was. It was the right don't call. Don't throw the ball to the pylon. You don't do you that. Don't do it. But you know what? So that so they the call was overturned. Mm-hmm. They get the ball. Sack. Sack. Incomplete. Punt. That's what they did with that momentum on their side. Sounds back right. Back to back sacks. Int. No. Incomplete. And uh, and a punt.
2: You knew it was going to be a letdown spot. Said it last week. See, I, you did. I didn't buy it, but you, you, you were right. You were right. You go from the best environment in Kinnick yeah, Stadium yeah. history to yeah. playing Purdue. It's going to be a letdown spot, and that showed up in a big-time way. But you also got to be good enough to overcome that, mm-hmm. and you have to find a way to get. And they just couldn't. It was lifeless. It was such a disappointing performance. And I think everybody knows I'm not the biggest Spencer Petras fan. No, he was bad. He was bad. But the line in front of him. But it was the offensive line. Right. Was worse. And Alex Padilla and Deuce Hogan. No, those they wouldn't have made any no, difference at all. No, nah, absolutely not. Uh-uh. Those are not the guys that are going to turn it around. <laughs> you said it before the year today. Purdue had three quarterbacks. Yeah, that's what text I got from a Hawkeye fan. <laughs>
0: Purdue's got three quarterbacks. Iowa has Spencer Petras. Iowa has zero. Yeah. That was what he
2: meant. So Iowa, still, before the season, for me, it was all about Indianapolis. It wasn't another 8-4, and 9-3 year. Mm-hmm. It was get to Indianapolis. It's still in front of them. It's right there. Yes. You can still do it. And with Wisconsin's troubles, and even if they do falter next week, still going to get there. Look at Purdue's schedule they still have left. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, incredibly go difficult. East, yeah. You can still get there, and that's the ultimate goal. Getting there. Giving mm-hmm. yourself an opportunity against Ohio State in that championship game. And even if it doesn't go right, this is still a really young team. Maybe I had a schedule for the 6-0 and start that they had this year, but there's still a lot out there. Mm-hmm. The good thing is I do still believe that this coaching staff is going to come out and it's going to be a different team. Well, Gigan Johnson's got to be example yes. number one that I want to see. Exhibit A. Yes, Geegan get him Johnson. out there. You yeah. need to get your biggest playmaker out there. And When you're down 17-7, give the ball to Tyler Goodson, mm-hmm. for the love of God. Brian if Ferenc, he's behind
0: that offensive line, and there's just nothing there it's, for him. It's the times.
2: same crap with Northwestern last year when he threw it with Petrus 51 times. He struggles when the scheme starts to change, when you have to change, when you have to evolve in-game. He's not a great offensive coordinator at that. He just isn't. He can put together great ones. He can put together ideas and, and game plans that work. But when he has to adjust on the fly, we just don't have any history mm-hmm. that has shown that he is good in those kind of games. Uh, Iowa State's got a kicker. We talked about Shudek <laughs> missing. Mivas was
0: unbelievable. My God, four for four field goal-wise and a couple of them over 40 yards. He was terrific. They still don't have a punter. Uh, they still, And they're, they're going to need one. I mean, the field position differential with the punting game, it means so much like what Iowa does. I don't know why they kept kicking the ball to Knowles early in that football game. Um, but they've, they've got a kicker. This Mivas is... He's been he's been terrific, so Iowa goes into their bye. Iowa State gets Oklahoma State. Just feels different about this Cyclone team. I know Hawks fans are down, Trent, but again, think back to where you were in August, guys Mm -hmm. and gals. Six and one, yeah, you'd sign for that. More likely to be four and three, five and two. The 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 uh, the naysayers were four and three, you know, five and two is probably realistic. You're six and one. You're in a great spot. You control surprising. your destiny as far as winning the West. What more do you want?
2: Unless Purdue wins out. Yeah, and they're not. They're, they're not. they still got Michigan State and Ohio, Ohio State. State. Have yeah. you seen how the Buckeyes look all of a sudden? And Wisconsin, yeah. And right? the Buckeyes are Ooh. back. Hope people jumped aboard. Was it a week and a half ago I said, if you're looking for a future...
0: Yeah, you know, I jumped the board too soon. I only got them at five and a half. Five and a half to win the Natty, and that's Georgia. Boy, they look good, don't they? Yes, they do. Ooh. So if you're Tennessee, well, more on. Um, let's spend a minute on this because that was an embarrassing display. It really was. What do What do you do? How, how do you How do you pun? How does Tennessee punish themselves? Forget about what the SEC. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's going to be writing a check. What What do you
2: do? Student section not allowed.
0: Student section not allowed for a game or next for the rest game. of the year.
2: I'd say next home game.
0: And the next home game is Georgia. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. You know what? That's probably a good one to stay away from. <laughs> You're probably doing them a favor, right? <laughs> uh yeah. That's probably the only can thing you that- can you can you punish the entire fan base by by shutting Nealand Stadium to fans except for the ten thousand or whatever Georgia fans are allowed in. Something has to be done. Parents are allowed something Parents, like that. Yeah. It's almost like a COVID game.
2: Yeah. Probably, and I would think. Georgia fans you can't allow them in either, right? Well, so you can just you put on them? A, You got a ticket you just put on a Georgia t-shirt, you take it off when you get into the game? <laughs> or you just wear a neutral shirt and you go into the game? Well, I, you
0: got to have one of those tickets in the Georgia section. If I, you the fan
2: section. I think the only thing with teeth that actually is realistic is the student section is yeah. closed.
0: That's because the because the big boosters that have been writing these checks right. forever are going to punish me. I was gone by that point. Right. You know, I got to get. I was the there. Run. I was
2: cheering on the team. You yeah. know, I got pelted, and then Lane Kiffin getting hit by the golf ball, yeah, in the elbow. Uh huh. Picking and it then, up
0: and then catching the bottle of water. Yes. And his uh, his security force behind him. They're ducking, <laughs> and here's the head coach reaching back and making a play.
2: He's excellent. Yeah, he, he is, is so good for college football. I agree with you. You need characters, yep. and he absolutely is a character. A character that is on his way to LSU.
0: See, see how Orgeron's getting paid off—oh, seventeen million—and how yeah. they're paying. What a national championship they owe him. Yeah, they do. Joe Burrow was pretty choked up at the. Uh, he got asked after the Cincinnati victory. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, at the press conference. I mean, look what he did for his career. Yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow, I don't always say he's languishing. So Joe Brady had a big role in it, too, Mm -hmm. now in Carolina. Maybe he's at LSU. Um, Yeah, that's a big job. That's a big job. LSU
2: and USC are open. Two of them. Two huge jobs. Which one are you taking? Well, what's my ultimate goal? Well, national championship. Then it's LSU. I agree with you. If it's to be employed for a decade. Yeah. (laughs) Both places tough to stay for a decade. Right. Probably USC.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: But they have, they have some wild expectations there as well. At USC, yeah. I mean, I guess I'll, I'll take your word for it. It's just it's the Pac-12
0: out of sight, out of mind. Right. I mean, the football's different in the SEC. We saw a perfect example at Neyland Stadium. Um, yeah, that's that was a bad, bad look on college football this week. It truly was. We've got keywords. We do. They're back. Not sure how long this runs for. How long? It's usually about a month, is it not? Something like that, yeah. Uh, but today is, di- is uh, the first day that we're back in the keyword business. Are you ready in there with the sounder,
2: Tracy? I sound am. Them? For people that don't know, this is your chance to win, what, $1,000? $1, $1,000. All
0: you got to do is text. That's, That's it. R- simple as that. Text the keyword, deposit. To two hundred, two hundred right now. It's your chance to win a thousand dollars. That's deposit to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Uh Scott Dockerman coming up from the Athletic. We'll head to Vegas. Talk to our friend Mike Palm from Circus Sports at about ten fifty. Bama, Trent, and I will go around college football. You know, I think you nailed it. I think it's the student section that has to pay a... Uh, uh, a price for a
2: game. Pay the penalty there. Yeah. How about the cheerleaders going off and holding their signs oh over God. their heads?
0: Terrible. It was an awful look. It was it was a it was a it was a terrible look on the sport. Uh and then Michael Swain, who covers Iowa State for twenty four seven sports, cyclonealert.com. He's our final guest. We'll get to him about eleven thirty five before Mr. Monday night uh joins the fray. Ten twenty five Doc next, Miller and Condon, fourteen sixty KX and hundred bets off. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXO and 106.3 FM. All right, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXO, 106.3 FM. You know, fast forward a year. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine the commercial breaks? Political sports betting. Political sports betting. (laughs) How long will our breaks be? My
2: God. 2022.
0: Oh, Political commercial, sports betting commercial, rinse and repeat. Scott Dockerman joins the program. He covers for the Hawks for the Athletic. Hello, Scott Dockerman, Trent and Ken. Thanks for coming on, Doc. How are you?
3: Hey, it's a beautiful Monday morning, so I guess I can't complain about that.
0: Indeed, it is. You want to complain about your bears?
3: <laughs> I, I've resigned myself to the Bears when they play the Packers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers said it. He said, what well, everybody was thinking out loud. He, <laughs> he owns them. Yes, he, does. he certainly and I hate does. It, but there's nothing I can say about it.
0: <laughs> no. Well, let's talk Hawks, talk. And it seemed like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I mean, when you've got Shudak has been unbelievable this year, missing a chip shot 25-yarder. Um, there, there were so many things. Just, you just flush it, right? It's just one of these games. Sure, you want to learn from it. But you go into the bye week and you just uh, get out the drawing board. How, how will they handle this, Doc? Because that was bad.
3: I think you started kind of. I think it's it's almost a, a, like popping a blister at this point because they've been kind of offensively, especially living on the edge, relying mm. on the defense to generate all these turnovers. So at some point, it's gonna you're gonna crap out, and and then at that point, you've got to make sure you're. Uh, you know, you're able to generate your own offense and Iowa hasn't been able to do that. So I think right now it's kind of multi-fold. One, if you're de- on the defensive side, it's, it's mostly flushing. It's, hey, they've got a really good defense. They didn't play very well the other day. They had a, an incredible performance by a performer who's <laughs> killed them. Mm. <laughs> and and they also are going against a team in a system that is, uh, that really has the anecdote for how to beat Iowa. So you just kind of look at it, learn from it, move on, and grow. Special teams, no question. I mean, that was a weird angle for Caleb Shudek, so it's understandable that he missed one (laughs) field goal. Offensively, they got to go under the hood. It's time. It's it's been seven games. You know, maybe I've been making excuses. Certainly, you kind of figure eventually they're going to get it. And I think in the passing game they've gotten better. The running game is not. The running game now is. At a really low level and they've got to figure something out here soon or, um, you know, this, this is not the year to be, you know, cheering to go to Tampa. This is the year right. to go to Indy and this is the year to do something special and elite. And if they can't figure that out, then, then there's going to be a lot of consternation in the off season.
2: You know, go back to a year ago in the lost Northwestern. There was a lot put on the shoulders of Brian Ferentz having Petrus throw the ball. Was it 51 times in that game? Same thing here. Petrus 17-32. They're down late. A couple of those interceptions late. I don't think really in the grand scheme of thing matter. But Tyler Goodson, 12 carries in the game. In a game that was 17-7, you've had plenty of opportunities in the second half. What happened? Did Brian just get caught with his deer in the headlights once again in a close game?
3: Not really. I mean, they just didn't get any first downs. You know, when you have three plays and and in three minutes in the third quarter, it's hard to generate anything at that point. And that's 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 a hand in hand with the defense. The defense couldn't get off the field. Mm-hmm. It got really lucky with that ball fumbling out of the out of Sheffield's mm-hmm. hands and hitting the pylon right before he scored. And that's. uh So I I don't look at it as totally an offensive failure at that point to to do much with the running game, because once they, you know, they had the ball, they, they got what, seven plays or something like that in the the third quarter. So there wasn't much they could do. Um, I will say that the running game was playing better in the, in the first half, but you know, you need some three and outs too. And, and the way the defense was playing, it was hard, made it really hard for Brian and, and um and then they made some, they had some opportunities. I mean, they had a punt return and a kick return that put them in really good scoring positions. They, uh, you know, had the turnover at the goal line, uh, that, that worked in their favor. They just couldn't do anything with it. and, that's where the real valuation needs to come in. And
0: also, I think that the personnel, Doc, uh, especially with the receiver position, uh, I mean, uh, Tracy and Reganey, we need, in my opinion, we need to see way more of Keegan Johnson. We need to see way more of Arlen Bruce. you got two true freshmen that I think deserve, because talent-wise they are better than the kids that have uh, been in the program for a while. Tracy and Reganey need to see fewer balls come their way, and Johnson and Bruce, I think it needs to be elevated. Um, where, do you do you think that um, do, you, do you do you believe that that is a concern, and do you think that that'll be something that's addressed during the bye week?
3: I think what needs to be evaluated is maybe the, the actual positions that they play within this receiver group. I mean, Tyrone Tracy has not performed up to expectation at all as the ex receiver, which is the the split end on on the line of scrimmage. Um, is that his fault? Uh, yeah, it is ultimately, but it's also the staff's fault for not realizing, you know what, this isn't working, we need to do something with it. And they have a little bit. They've put Keegan Johnson out there, but I think you're right on some things, and that is, you need to accelerate their development and get them out on the field a little bit more often, because they are performing. Um, I do think Tyron Tracy has something to offer, but it's not what he's offered thus far. He's probably been um, you know, a disappointment, and I think he can admit that, too. I mean, he had four targets the other day. He's had Twelve over the last four games, and he's had three total catches. That's not what you expect from a player you bring to Indianapolis. So I think that's uh, that's really to me in the passing game where things need to go. And that could be, hey, let's let's make uh, Tracy off the ball. Uh, let's make him the move target. Let's make him do things. And I think that's probably where he's best situated. So um, I, I think you can operate them all equally under under minutes because or snaps because. You look at regaining he's made some incredible catches this year, uh, and Tracy's made some good ones over the years, and Charlie Jones did too. Mm-hmm. But, but I do think that the other two are the guys for the future, no question.
2: Doc, we can talk about all these different things with the offense, but if the line doesn't play better, and specifically the tackles, it's not going to wor- It's not going to matter one iota because of that. Two young tackles out there; it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot they can do. And normally by game seven offensive line interference is starting to round into form. Your takeaway there, and what, if anything, can be done? Or are you just going to sink and swim with those youngsters out wide?
3: Well, they can't check under any too many rocks. There aren't any out there. I mean, I don't know if you can you know, look at a, somebody on the third team and say, hey, let's elevate this kid to the first team today. I don't think that works that way. They would have seen something in practice. Somebody would have been on the second team. Somebody would have been in the lineup. So they do have to kind of sink or swim with certain players. Um, I was probably, I probably thought the guards played worse than the tackles. Um, George Carlotta is a tough matchup for anybody. And when he's on the right, against the right tackle, it was doubly difficult for Iowa. I, I do think um, they, Cody Ants is their second best lineman and having him out hurt inside. Um, you know, they're trying to accelerate Connor Colby. I think he's going to be a really good player um, right now. It's, you know, it's what you would expect from a true freshman. Um, Kyler Shot got overwhelmed physically a lot of times, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I think his limitations kind of showed up. And, and Justin Britt sometimes I question, you know, what what he's doing out there. Um, but I think there's room to grow. I think this week is going to be vital for that unit to fundamentally get there and to allow um, and to really force feed something. And you know, they have a new offensive line coach, so I don't know how much mm-hmm. of this is on him. But I do think that uh, they've got a lot of room to grow. If they can, if they can somehow stabilize the line and come a little bit better and also run the ball with more effectiveness, they're going to win this division. If they can't, they're going to have a really disappointing end of the season, and then, and then we're, it's, it's going to be a really rough offseason.
0: No doc, you accentuated in your piece yesterday, I think it was yesterday um the the five point four tackles for loss per game is what they're averaging giving up as opposed to last year. It was just like what three and a half it's almost uh it's almost two more tackles per loss this offensive line uh is yielding than they did last year. that's uh, that stat jump off the page in that piece you wrote doc
3: yeah, it does and and it shows that they're they're allowing too much penetration. And is that and, and some of that's blitzing? You know, they've had they faced some blitzing teams like Penn State, uh, but uh, on the other hand, it's it's performance. You've got to make sure that you can allow your running back to see see the hole and hit it. And um, is it on the running backs? Uh, I think a slight degree, but not much. This is really an offensive line based mm-hmm. problem. And you know, they replaced three guys that. Uh, two of which are in the NFL, and Alaric Jackson and Cole Banwert, and Mark Kallenberger retired. And I think uh, we've seen the effects of that. But by Game 7, it should be mitigated, and it's not.
2: All this talk about the offense, the defense wasn't great itself, and David Bell doing his Mm. thing against the Hawkeyes. I know they tried a few different things, but overall, Brom said in the press conference afterwards he was surprised they did pretty much Iowa football throughout most of the game Takeaway on that side of the football, and David Bell does it again.
3: Yeah, I think there was some arrogance um, by the, mm. the coaching staff. They figured they could just slightly shade or do a little here and there, and they would be fine. Well, they, they're they older, they're better. Yeah, it didn't work when you're playing against a player of that caliber, who, I mean, I guess I would say he reminds me of Larry Fitzgerald, and and I don't use that term, you know, I, I, you know with hyperbole there I, I i think that in some ways that you know iowa did get uh you know taken for that and 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 there should have been more changes they should have probably tried something where they had somebody on him head up at the line of scrimmage and uh of course they they did not <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> of course they did not that was pretty much iowa's defense right there uh <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, the defensive line needed to get pressure. Yeah. And that's really hard against a quick strike attack like Purdue's. And, but they still need to do that and need to do a better job. And I think that that's what the next two weeks will be about.
0: Mm. Bell reminds you of Fitzgerald. You know, Carl reminds me of J.J. J. Watt.
3: Pretty a, good count. A, a, a little bit.
0: Uh, there was a positive. I, th- I thought Jack Kerner was terrific again, Doc. He's, he's, he's having a really good year. He's got to figure out the umpire. Um If he can figure it out, try to shed that umpire block that O'Connell used uh, to score that touchdown, he's going to be fine now. All kidding aside, I thought he was really good. Scott Dockerman, what have you got coming out during the bye week? Anything you want to alert the athletic subscribers or those who are still on the fence that you've got planned this week?
3: Yeah, we've got our uh, mid-season reports. Uh, I'm writing one right now for Tuesday on the Big Ten, um, just kind of where things stand for the whole league and its entirety, and then on Wednesday I'll have the Iowa report and kind of looking back at the at the positives. And believe me, there are many. Yep. I mean, today we're. we're breaking down the negatives but there are a lot of positives for this team and and then also you know the highlight the areas where of improvement which we just spent 10 minutes talking Mm. about and and then uh beyond that you know we should have coaching availability later in the week and and we'll uh we'll kind of highlight what's what's being discussed and if there are any changes or if they're just going to stay the same stay stay the course and uh and then get ready for the for the back stretch of the football season.
0: Well, find me a Hawkeye fan who back in August wouldn't have signed for 6-1 and one going into the bye week. I don't think there are too many of them, and that's where the team stands. Scott Dockerman, great to speak with you. Thank you, Doc. Have a good week. Talk to you next Monday.
3: All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one.
0: Yeah, you do the same. Scott Dockerman from the Athletic on Iowa get the Iowa State perspective in about an hour from now with Michael Swain from Twenty Four Seven Sports Off to Vegas we shall go. Mike Palm from Circa who got clobbered this past weekend. Every favorite won the noon window. Is there was they were a perfect slate, huh? Seven and zero. Oh, I wonder what the late games D- Dallas covering couldn't have been good. No. What was this? What did the Steelers go off at? Five. Five and a half. So they didn't cover. They did not. Um, and then, of course, the Bills tonight. Mike Palm next. Miller and Condon, 1460 KX and 0106. That's off. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, about 10 minutes before the hour of 11. This real estate, radio real estate, belongs to Circa Sports. Last weekend, we had Jeff Benson on from Circa, the VP of Ops, and Iowan is amongst us. He's Mike Palm from Circa, who I imagine, like most of the books, were licking their wounds after the results of the NFL yesterday. Mike, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. I mean, I know, ultimately, I think it was Jay Cornegay said, well, we'll figure a way to get up off the mat. We've been here before, but it was not a good day for the books, was it?
1: No, I mean, all seven games in that early window, to, uh, noon on your time, I mean, not the, not only do the favorites win outright, but they cover. Right. I mean, and then you got a little relief in the afternoon window um, with the Broncos losing as a favorite and the Browns losing as a favorite, but the Dallas game, the fact that they covered three and a half <laughs> in overtime with the touchdown was a huge swing. I mean, it goes from a day that was... Would only hurt a little to a day that hurt a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, the 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 betters got you on uh, yesterday, no doubt about that. Uh, Mike Palm, so let's talk about Iowa for a second. I know you guys are going to make uh, your way to uh, your home state in a couple of weeks. We look forward to that. How have the sign ups been going uh, for the folks that want to get involved and play with Circa? Have you guys been pleased with the first couple of months, or weeks rather, since uh, you've been live uh, here in our state?
1: Yeah, Ken, we'll be out there the 4th through the 6th. Uh, I'll be there uh, late the night of the 4th. I'm flying back from Washington, D.C. But we'll be doing some events in the Des Moines area and Wild Rose and Jefferson. Um, they're coming in. You know, we haven't really hit the advertising button just yet. Derek hasn't put his foot on the gas. But, yeah, we're getting a couple dozen sign-ups each day, some good wires, people wiring in their money um, to put in their account. So the people taking advantage of that, that the wires are available. And, yeah, we're, we're off to a start. We're seeing action. We get the report every day on – the activity in Iowa and what the needs are in Iowa. And so, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we did, we did a little launch here, and it's only been a couple of weeks. So, uh, so far, so good.
2: So, of course, as you know, Mike, um, college football is huge here, along with the NFL. But the Hawkeyes losing on Saturday, losing in that fashion. Big favor, 11 and a half, Purdue continues to have their number what have you guys seen as it pertains to both the Iowa maybe the Iowa State betting as they cover as a favorite on the road down in Kansas State? Anything jump off? Has it been heavy money coming in in the limited people that have signed up to this point with Circus Sports? Have you seen anything that kind of tips your guys' trigger when you look at both the Iowa and the Iowa State lines?
1: No, more so Iowa. But, you know, I thought that game was a little bit of an anomaly because there was all these whispers of COVID with Purdue on Friday, I right? I mean, that was, there, that was coming out, and, and it, but the number didn't move. Uh, and then I, I thought this number would run away if that were true. The number really did not move. It, it held at 11.5, and it was actually a good result for the book, uh, both in Nevada and in, in Iowa, and even in Colorado on Saturday, that Iowa not only didn't cover but really didn't compete in that game. Um, Iowa State more balanced on the action. This is an interesting number here. I mean, Oklahoma State looked great in the second half against Texas and Austin, and now they bring a 6-0 record uh, to, to Ames. And we opened this number seven, Iowa State seven, and it hasn't moved just yet. I would think we're going to get some Oklahoma State money at least in Nevada, and this number will come down a little bit. But in Iowa, I'm sure we're not going to come off the of seven.
0: Yeah, probably uh, probably the the case. So what about baseball? Because uh, look, at my experience is if it's the Lakers, uh, it's, you're going to uh you're going to be upside down on Laker money. Certainly the Golden Knights in Las Vegas, but is it the same with the Dodgers, Mike? I mean, have you guys has I know that the baseball game is not going to make up for the losses yesterday in in the NFL, but when the Dodgers go down to defeat, I'm assuming that's probably going to be a positive for the bookmakers.
1: Yeah, that was one of the few bright spots yesterday that Scherzer got beat, right, not just the Dodgers. Right, yeah. when they have they have one of their name pitches. When they throw a bullpen game, it's not going to be as heavy. Uh, when they throw Scherzer or Bueller. Um, or Kershaw when he was healthy. You're going to see a lot of money. Look, on on Thursday, when you had Game 5 Dodgers-Giants and you had the Thursday night football Eagles-Buccaneers, we had more action on the on Game 5 of the uh, really? division series than we did on the... And I wasn't sure. We went full audio with the Dodgers in all of our bars, the sports sportsbook, stadium swim, and that's what people wanted to see. Maybe it was because it wasn't as attractive a uh, Thursday night matchup mm-hmm. as maybe you would have wanted to have. But there's still so much Dodgers. No, we were the official sponsor of the Padres this year, right? The, the Nevada sponsor did a lot of advertising with them. When those Dodgers and Padres games were in the summer, the book would be full, and it would probably still hmm. be two-thirds Dodger fan.
2: Isn't that something? They, they moved the needle, no doubt. And the price that they have right now, I see at Circa Sports Plus one hundred and sixty to come back and win this series, win four out of five, and knock off the Braves. You guys are even right now on the Red Sox Astro series, minus one hundred and ten on each side. I'm going to guess you're rooting for the Braves, no doubt. But who are you rooting for right now in the Red Sox Astro series?
1: You know, there's not that much of a difference. It's like it's not. I don't even know that it's a five figure decision. Oh wow! Uh, on that, even World Series results. The only the only real liability we had was the Giants. Mm-hmm. And the Giants weren't as much a liability for us as other books. I mean, there were a handful of other books in Vegas that had eight-figure liability on the Giants to win the World Jeez. Series. We we only had small six-figure liability, and, and that got knocked out of the way in that Game 5. But we'll definitely be rooting for the Braves uh, as far as who is going to win the National League.
0: I want to, speaking of futures, let's go to the Super Bowl. Uh, And are you starting to see an influx, or have you seen an influx of of Cowboy money uh, coming in? Because this looks like a team that's got every chance to get out of the NFC, especially Dak Prescott's playing like an MVP. Uh, Are you guys upside down on the Cowboys? Do you expect to be?
1: Yeah, we are. And uh, it really happened after they walloped uh, the Eagles on Monday night. Uh, And it looked like, you know, when it starts to look like they're the only team in the division, and they're going to, you know, who knows the path, but they could end up with a one or a two seed in the NFC mm-hmm. and have those games at Jerry World. So that number has come down significantly as we've seen Cowboy money. Also, people coming a little bit back in on the Chiefs now that the number got better. After they they went to two and three, uh, a price you haven't been able to get on the Chiefs in the last three years, people have started to take a few shots with the Chiefs.
2: See right now on the yes-no bet at Circa, Chiefs 8-1 to one to win it all. You want to go with the no Minus 1240. Well, speaking of the NFL, it's Monday night football. Titans-Bills. Bill's one of those teams, I'm sure. A lot of people have been jumping aboard here throughout this season. Number is six, and I'm looking at that total, fifty three and a half. Boy, feels like this one, weather aside, could be a really, really high-scoring game. Where are you guys at?
1: Yeah, we're at six. I think we might go to six-and-a-half. That's the next move. It isn't going back to five-and-a-half, I'll tell you that. It's interesting, last weekend on Sunday night, that was a very heavily bet game. We had almost a million-dollar decision on that game, and we needed the Bills. Mm. I mean, because, you know, when a team gets hot like the Bills, a lot of the sharp bettors try to get in front of them and play the other side. And so we had a lot of money on the Chiefs last week, especially on the money line. Um, I think people are starting to change their minds here now, and we're going to see the money on the (laughs) Bills. There may be a few contrarian bettors that try to take a shot at the Titans tonight. Remember, this was the strange Tuesday night game last year yeah. with the COVID, oh. and it was just like a house of horrors for the Bills. I think they pulled Josh Allen in the third quarter. Things just weren't going their way, and they kind of conceded the game. There might be a little bit of a revenge spot on their mind as well.
0: That's an excellent point. Mike Palm from Circa is the VP of Ops. He's in Iowa, and he joins us, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, face-to-face, Mike Palm. Thanks for popping on. We appreciate it. Uh, you guys do a great job at Circus Sports. Circus Sports, Iowa. They are here. Thank you, Mike.
1: Thanks, guys. Can't wait to see you in a few weeks. We look
0: forward to it. Take care. Mike Palm from Circus Sports as we round out hour number one. Bama, Trent, and I go around college football. Michael Swain covers Iowa State. He'll join us about eleven thirty-five. Mr. Monday night is here. Lots to do in hour number two on 1460 KX and O and 106.3 FM.